Today it's a Meet the Team episode and we're going to meet one of the newest members of the team, Lisa Pierce. Uh, hi, Lisa. Hi. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, but also uh, welcome to APW. Uh, tell us, what is your role for APW? Um, what's your job title? Um, I've been brought on as a um, business uh, development executive. Presumably you have experience in that. What have you been doing before? Where, where were you working before? I haven't had experience in, in exactly the same way. I've got lots of transferable skills. Um, I previously have run my own businesses, so, and I've done that for, for many years. So I've had a children's toy brand and more recently a candle brand. I built those from scratch. So. The doll business, it was myself and a business partner, um, and we were trading for probably the best part of 10 years. So um, we worked out of a small office in Newport, um, but we used to do pop-up stores and then lots of our, the brand was in lots of other stores, some big retailers um, and here and in Dubai. Okay. And uh, what did you do with that? Did you sell it in the end or? Um, yeah, the, the brand is still going. Um, it's being run now by two women in South Africa. Okay. And what about the uh, other business you mentioned, the candle brand? Um, that, that was a small um, candle business, um, which I stepped away from, um, just wanting to do something else, really. Um, it was a brand that I started in lockdown, <laughs> keep myself busy and develop that with a, another, with a business partner. It was just becoming more and more labor intensive. And as I'm getting older, I want to kind of step away from that and be able to do something a bit more remotely. So I've got a bit of freedom. My children have, one is um, working and one's just off to university in September. So, um, you know, this kind of business gives me much more flexibility and freedom of where I can be based. So for me, you know, that was it. But um, it's a real passion thing though. I love it. I love being creative. I, I do. But just wanted to get back into doing a bit of property. I've done property previously, um, and that's what my heart is really. So just wanted to step back and, and do something with regards to that. So and this opportunity came up, and I just felt like it was a really good fit. So, well, the interesting thing about the the uh, candle and that sort of going online, presumably the reach. It's very similar to APW. That suddenly by being online. Uh, you can just you are global uh, on the internet and so uh, were you finding customers all over the world with that or was it mostly UK based or how did it work? Yeah with both businesses really it's incredible I get the, the you know over the last sort of 10 years you know how we do business is completely it's just completely changed I mean when we started the doll business it was very you know it was very insular in many respects um, but as you know as the brand developed it became much, much more easy to be able to um, get customers globally. And there are just so many um, new platforms um, to allow you to do that. It's just incredible. It's just opened up the market massively. And, you know, your, your global customers are literally exactly, you know, almost identical to the customers that you have in the UK. There's no difference, really. It's just, the dis you know, literally just the distance. You, it's just so easy to tap into these markets now. But then also with that sort of uh, small-scale manufacture, uh, the, the scary bit is presumably if, if you get a massive order, your your idea is, oh, how how do we fill that, or or what happens? The the kind of the the acceleration speed can be quite daunting. 
It can be. Um, and I think it's, you know, and there has been occasions, particularly with the dog run, where we had to take a step back and go, OK, fine. This there's literally just three of us in the office. You know, it's incredibly tricky um, and it's just a constant balancing act, you know. And but then that's business and that's just the way that's just the way it is. You know, you, you get these ebbs and flows and and it's just, you know, managing it as best you can. You know, and with a small team, it's, it's tricky. And manufacturing in China, again, it's tricky. You know, you have very long lead times, et cetera, et cetera. So, it, you know, it's a fine balancing act about keeping, you know, your, your individual customers happy as well as the, you know, the retailers. Did you have any of your products uh, stuck on that ship in the uh, Suez Canal then? <laughs> During... <laughs> no, we didn't, thank goodness. I mean, we don't. We, we have had shipments stuck, though, in port. Well, they've decided that they we've just got a random check. And they've been stuck in port for two months. And you're just like, they're here in the UK and we still can't get them. We just literally, they were just stuck and during lockdown there was there was huge backlogs of stuff and it, we were just literally just sitting waiting it was just a not it was a nightmare it was a nightmare but you know again it's just one of those things isn't it when you when you own your own business you're a firefighter constantly that's you constantly solving problems that's that's what you do you're a problem solver <laughs> yeah um but you mentioned property as well so uh, what you, and that your love was for property what what was it that you've done before I've done a few um, property, I've had a small property business before, so done a few buy-to-lets, a few HMOs, a few uh, renovations, so bought a couple of properties, renovated and sold on. HMOs, for those who uh, haven't heard the phrase before, is house in multiple occupation, Uh, so it's a house share. So where were you doing those properties, in in and around uh, Newport and Cardiff? In and around South Wales, yeah, in and around South Wales, yeah. Uh Which was quite a hot market, it has been in the last few years. Yeah, it has definitely. I think, again, things have changed. You know, the the sort of the student accommodation has changed quite dramatically in, in, in South Wales, particularly in Cardiff. There's no more HMO licenses and what with new purpose-built student buildings, you know, a lot has changed. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. It was fun. You know, it's great. It's, you know, it's just, again, it's about being flexible and adaptable to what's going on around you, I guess. And in terms of the business development, is your focus going to be on the sort of hands-on, on-the-ground property bit here in the UK or is it dealing with the clients abroad, which is your main focus? Initially, it's going to be doing the main, um, it's going to be doing the uh, expat clients abroad. And uh, what sort of thing are you uh, going to be telling them about the current market and where to buy? That's an interesting question. Uh, we've just had a bit of training on that, actually. Um, and we've been looking at new hot areas, um, which is great. So certainly more north than where we are um, at the moment. And we had some great training last week on the products that APW um, sell. So they've been really interesting. Um and definitely kind of a different, um, coming at a different angle from property where I has before. These products are very different to what I've dealt with previously. Um, so super excited about some of them. They're great. What would you say is the difference with these products and the property before? Uh, these products are investment products and they are predominantly hands-off products where what I've done previously has been very hands-on in terms of physical property. Um, so the, these like I said, for expats, it's great because they're completely hands off, you know, if that's what they want. So, which is great. As a pure investment uh, product, obviously, if you're abroad, uh, it's very hard to come around and fix the fix the leaky tap. 
so you need everyone you need a full team of people to do that so uh, usually that means managing agents if you're abroad you might not even be able to view the property beforehand so that means uh, having a very good eyes on the ground either with the estate agent or with APW themselves uh, then you need uh, solicitors and the full uh, tax advice everything but APW has all of those teams in place or can can steer you to people who who have that expertise so yes is it something you're tempted to do yourself uh, do you still have sort of property uh, that you are running and managing um, I have one property um, at the moment, um, but I'm definitely looking to expand on that um, for sure. Possibly not in the way that I have previously. So looking at some new opportunities, um, but I would definitely like to do that, you know, moving forward in the future. How do you feel about the government's uh, sort of uh, attitude towards the private rent rented sector and landlords at the moment? That's a really tough one. Um, actually, it's part, of, it's part of the reason that I've actually let one of the properties go. Um, I think, you know, it's it's great if you are in a position where you can do it. You've got somebody that's able to manage that and it's very hands off. It's great because you've got a whole team of people to, um, you know, to help negotiate your way through all the new guidelines um, and what is required, the tax, everything else, it's great. Um, but when you're doing it um, very hands-on, it's tricky and it's very time-consuming. So hence why um, I've decided to take maybe a, a different view on that moving forward. Well, perhaps in the future we'll do uh, uh, we'll have a look at some of those hands-on bits for those who are tempted, uh, because as you said, it's an it's an overwhelming amount of paperwork, and the regulations appear to be changing all the time. Um, they do. It's really hard to keep up with, um, you know, with the changes of regulations. It just seems to be so frequent at the moment, and quite often heavily favoured towards the tenant, which I completely get, and I understand that tenants have to be protected but to the point where it's actually pushing landlords out of the market. It's quite scary, really. Do you think that's what's causing the rental spike at the moment, that a lot of landlords are leaving the market? I think there's lots of reasons for it, but that is definitely one of the one of the big reasons. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we'll let you get back to your training and, uh, and look forward to um, speaking to you again. Uh, we'll find out your area of expertise and get you in on another podcast uh, once you've completed your training and got your feet under the desk and are stuck into your job. Uh, but for now, thank you very much, Lisa Pierce. Thank you. Thanks. My name's Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.